0: Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown, and by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com. Welcome to Radio 5G's Cosmic Soup. Today, December 20th, 2023, we are playing a two-hour show with Dr. Merritt and Courtney Turner, discussing Dr. Merritt's research into electromagnetic damage to humans. Dr. Lee Merritt has gone through extensive research to uncover threats from energy weapons. She may be a bit late for the party, but she has brought a case of champagne. Dr. Merritt is an amazing researcher who can take complicated information and make it understandable. She finishes the show discussing ways to limit your exposure to these energy weapons. The only thing missing is Dr. Merritt's discovery of shungite. She points to water needing to regain the natural spin making it alive. That takes three nuggets of shungite. Want heavy metals including fluoride and glyphosate taken out of water? That takes three nuggets. Do we have proof of these claims? Yes. We also have proof Shungite can provide protection against all forms of toxins and do much more. I'm anxious to see Dr. Merritt uncover the magic of Shungite. She does understand the spiritual battle, so she should understand Shungite's connection to Shungite and magic. And magic is the manipulation of energy. So here we go with great gratitude to Dr. Merritt.
1: Welcome to another episode of Dangerous Dames, where we talk about all the things we're not supposed to, you know, those things that the mainstream media will never touch. And joining me today is my very dangerous co-host, Dr. Lee Merritt, and I'm Courtney Turner. How are you doing today?
2: Great, great. Another great Monday. (laughs)
1: So today is going to be a fun. Uh, this should be fascinating. I started to do a little bit of research into it, so I'm really curious to hear what you found. You found ten different methods of energy warfare.
2: I'm telling you, they've lied to us about everything. Every now, but now this is this is now coming down to a crux, and I think that people need to understand the the, uh, um, the electromagnetic, you know, fight against us. And I'll tell you the hardest sale on this. Okay. I live, my husband's an electrical engineer. He used to work for, you know, these, um, I hate to say the military industrial complex doing missile targeting devices when he got out of the Navy, things like that. I mean, he was, okay. he's, he, he's really not a small electrical engineer. He was actually right in the center of things. Right. On the other hand, and my son is a, an electrical engineer who uh, writes software to connect low level satellites. So these guys are, 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 you know, are smart guys. You try and talk to him about that. The hardest people to, I was on a TV show and had this electrical engineer try to deny all this until I told him the facts. The problem is these guys live in the macro, you know, they're used to circuits. They can, they can draw on paper and all this kind of stuff. And and that's why it's important to understand how the human body works. We are electromagnetic from top to bottom. And when you get in, so they know that they can screw with us. I don't think it's, I really don't think they are even screwing with us with an MRNA technology to change us. I think what they're doing is they're changing our electromagnetics with these things. That's what they're doing. And, and so anyway, so that's my answer yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. So, so where, where should we start with that? Where, where, what, well, you... let me just read my 10 things I came up with and then yeah. we can talk about them. The, you know, um, Basically, cellular radiation is the one that they always want to deny. The people that believe in, they believe the atomic bomb. They believe mm-hmm. that that kind of radiation can hurt you. And they believe that, you know, the, the x-rays you in the hospital can hurt you and that the, uh, you know, cobalt therapy for cancer can hurt you. But they just don't believe that any other frequency is a problem. And then we got microwaves. Now, damaging your food is a war against us. And I'm, we can talk about that. We yeah. have electro-long, what are called ELFs, electro-long frequencies.
1: OK. Uh, and that's
2: that's an interesting one. Obviously, nuclear is an electromagnetic issue, too, in a way. Sure. Laser lasers. We've just r- witnessed a laser attack. So we have lasers. We have scalar energy, which is really interesting. We yeah. have what I call the death photons. Okay. Um, and that's from the Kaznacheev research years ago. And then we have um, damage to our immune systems, uh, kind of like our electrical generating system from deuterium in our water and then we have psych- psychotronics and optogenetics so we can start wherever you want to but oh. an easy one an easy one is to start with um actually i should see what we have pulled up but an easy one would be to start with the um the laser uh, what i think is the laser attack at, at in maui yeah, yeah. Let's, let's start with that let's start with the that. two or maybe yeah or maybe even the easier one would be the 5 5g weaponry okay people okay. want to say Oh, you, you, you people that are crazy about this cell phone stuff. You're so, look, I've got my cell phone here and it doesn't hurt me. But really? Right, right. You know, would you say the same thing if you were holding, uh, you know, a radioactive something or other by your head and you just held it there? You'd recognize that you might not notice it for a little bit, but right. with time you would notice damage. Okay. So here, here's the thing. When I was, I was in the military for almost 10 years, actually over 10 years, and and then I was called back for Desert Storm. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, there's no question. We have a picture of, uh, I put it up, of a popper, 5G poppers, they were called. And these were denial of access weapons that were used in Iraq during the Gulf War. And what they were is they were, they were mounted. I think they started out being not mounted on trucks, but they were pretty quickly mounted on trucks. And they're big, a big flat emitter kind of thing that emits a frequency at a certain, it's, it's always power and wavelength, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then beam size. Right. So they were a scatter beam. There it is. That, and I actually do somewhere. I have a picture of a real one in, in Iraq. Cause I remember there was a, there was a Marine saying he accidentally got into this beam and it felt like you were, you could not stand there. You just had to flee. It was like your whole body was on fire wow. because the way these things work is the frequency is, it's, it's 5g by the way, 5g is, is five fifth generation. It's not right. five gigahertz. It's not about a particular wavelength. When they said that they've, it's five G is a a, a, a any it, basically any wavelength they want, and mm-hmm. and being able to uh, being put out there in a certain power, um, you know, uh, power level. Mm-hmm. So this one was high high power, and it was a particular wavelength that interacted, that resonated with the helical structure, the helix structure of your skin follicle your hair follicles in your skin.
0: Interesting. So
2: when it resonated with your, your skin follicle, anywhere you had a hair follicle felt like you were burning. Think about that. And so this was not to kill people. It was denial of access. If I wanted to clear out the green zone in Baghdad, I could just put one of these out, turn it on, and pfft, people were gone. That's what it was wow. about. Whoa. Okay. So anybody, I put that out first to say, do not misunderstand that this is all just voodoo that these crazy conspiracy theorists like me are talking about. This is provably military weapons grade used equipment. (laughs) Okay. You could probably find it someday in a a used lot. So that's, that was the first time that I really knew about directed energy weapons that were, that were, you know, active, that we could see direct result of it wasn't subtle. It wasn't like the Havana syndrome. So it was right. Right. This was a direct thing that we could use. And I actually had a friend in medical school. Now this was in the 1970s. I graduated medical school in 1980. So this was in the 1970s and he had a summer job because his father was a nuclear physicist. Okay. He had a summer job with some, one of these beltway things probably. And he, he was, he was researching how lasers could be used to shoot down um, uh, aircraft and missiles. Right. And things.
0: Well, right.
2: and now we have uh, the Russians have a thing called the Rannets, And I don't think I, I, I don't think I have, I have a picture somewhere of that, but it's okay. a bigger, it's a bigger thing. Again, it looks okay. like that. It looks like that popper device that we had, but this is for a real heavy duty power, really directed energy that is uh, that is used to shoot down uh, so this is more like a laser that is used to shoot down aircraft and yeah. they have, they show it at, this has been shown, for example, there. you know, they're, most of us don't spend our time going to, to military weapons, you know, expos, you know, we go to home right. shows, but they go to military expos and it's the same kind of thing where they show all the latest weapons. And this has been out there for a while.
1: Well, we could pull up, I don't know if, uh, he has this, the one that's the apps, uh, DGIC military document. But it has like a list of all and they, they list it. It's like all the different nice. directed energy weapons there. I found a bunch of uh, websites right. that are military sites and they, they go through them. This is not because, as you were saying, you were saying it's not crazy conspiracy. They put it right out in the open. Right.
2: I mean, yeah. people shouldn't deny that this is possible because it's actually being used. Yeah. You know? So 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 that's um, if we have the picture of Maui let's talk about lasers. Okay. So lasers are different than the 5g thing, which is more of a, a you can put a diffuse beam up, but lasers like they are talking about for probably shooting down aircraft, but also what happened in Maui? You know, um, yeah. I was asked when uh, every once in a while I get asked, I probably won't be after this, this one, but uh, you know, I was asked to host the fourth hour of the Alex Jones show. And what happened is I didn't, I wasn't listening to it. It was kind of last minute. Hey, would you do this? We need somebody. And mm-hmm. so, but I didn't realize that in the first hour, Alex was talking about Maui and thought it was probably due to the electrical boxes in the homes. That's how they were targeting things and sparing yeah. some. Yeah, okay. But I didn't know that. So I got on and I said, I want to start by talking about Maui. I have a guess, but we're going to start. I want to just make this point. People people saying it's all microwave and it's this and that. I said, no, I'm a laser operator. I own a $360,000 laser for taking off tattoos. And I can tell you how this works. Okay. This is not about power. It's about resonance. So when you saw those, those pictures of like the one that, the one that made me believe this was the picture of, there were two cars and they were in an empty lot and right. the aluminum in these cars had melted. And some of the, you know, the cars were just toast, but the, you could see this aluminum running down the, the, the ground into the, to the street. And yet there's a plastic tricycle next to it that didn't melt. And people are going, how could how can this be? How can you have the temperature to melt the metal and not the tricycle? And what I'm going to tell you is it's not about temperature. It's about resonant frequency. So they pick when in, if you're going to do damage, you can you can decide what you want to damage. So in for medicine, for example, we want lasers that can damage soft tissue where we want it to be damaged. Right. Because that's we're not working with metal. But for tattoo removal, those are heavy metals that they use to make the colors. You know, it's carbon for black or it's, it's, but you have red is mercury, you know, nice to have that under your skin. Um, uh, the blue, yeah, the blue is uh, cobalt, you know, green is chromium, I believe chromium. And then it goes on. There's cadmium, there's titanium. There's all these different colors.
1: So when you have those, like, uh, uh, they use them a lot in uh, kind of like holistic centers or like, uh cosmetics, they, and they have those, the red light therapy, but they have the spectrums. They have the, even right. now that's the
2: good. See, that's the good stuff. Okay. okay. But yeah. that's a different, so those are totally, those aren't lasers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the difference is a laser, and I used to, when I would have people coming in and they'd bring their kid with them when they get their tattoo removal, I'd, yeah. they'd ask if the kid could come in. I said, as long as they were old enough to put on the goggles, I said, yeah. And I'd say, but okay, but you get you get a science question when you get in there. And they okay. You know. And, and I'm say, right. okay, what, What's, what's the difference between the light up there and this, right. this type of light, this laser light? And the answer is that the laser is all completely parallel beams. So you can put a lot of power at a particular frequency exactly on the spot. So you can vary the how big the spot is. My laser would go from one millimeter to 10 millimeters, okay? So very small to kind of, you know, about the size of the tip of your finger. But obviously the laser they used on Maui, was their spot size was the size of a, of a city lot. You know, right, and, right. And you could actually see the zorching as it got less and less as you got away from those cars. So here's, here's and answers, lasers explain everything we saw there. It explains the tricycle. It explains the focal nature of it, how they could, they left trees standing, they left biologic things standing, but you know, they were, some of them were zorts, but some of them were, you'd have a green tree next to a, 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 a flattened, uh, melted car. That couldn't mm-hmm. happen by a fire coming across that. That doesn't work that way. A fire, if it were really, fires do it by temperature. They don't do it by resonant frequencies. So mm-hmm. fires would have to take out everything and it would be the lowest, the, the things that burn the easiest would go the first. Metal would be the last, okay? It wouldn't, you take wooden structures down first, but this will take the metal first. Mm-hmm. So then, the second thing is, why did the, the the talk about the blue umbrellas and the blue roof? Okay, yeah. and I heard that Oprah. I don't know of this. I just heard rumor that Oprah had painted her roof blue the year before. I, I heard that too. I, have I no know. Idea. I don't know if it's yeah. true, but I'm going I'm to tell you that's the first thing I'm going to do if they start zorching individual rural houses. My my house, which is a white uh, Duralast roof on it, it's going to get painted blue. Um, because why? And I just know this from having tried to take off blue tattoos. What happens is the classic laser, and probably the one they used on Maui, is a ten sixty four uh, wavelength laser. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the, the 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 so we have in, in, in tattoo removal we have ten sixty four, we have five thirty two, and we have six seventy. So ten sixty four is kind of the the workhorse. It's all purpose. Mm-hmm. It hits black. It hits dark colors of all pretty much anything that has some density to it, and that's right. why it get all those cars, metal, no matter. But blue is the one color that's really hard to get off. Red too, to some degree. Okay, but not all colors. So so uh, red and blue are you, you, we have special wavelengths for those, right. and that's why. So six seventy is our wavelength for blue. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. That that's what Maui was, in my opinion. That was and 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 further, like you were saying about all the. This is probably on your list. They probably list the ABL, which is the airborne laser. And the Air Force has these. There are videos out there showing how they've applied the it's like a big nose cone that's clear and this thing rotates around and can it can it can zort something in a second, 60, I think they said 60 kilometers away. Can't remember, but it was it's very long distance and it's very quick. So so, you know, now it might have been I I don't know where it came from. It could have been that, it could have been, you know, from a from a low-level satellite. I don't think if there are really if there are really satellites way out there. I Mm -hmm. don't know that that would work. I don't know that it could come through all the atmosphere and do it that. I have a friend that was, who says he was involved years ago in designing laser technology for this kind of thing. And he said, you couldn't do it from an orbiting satellite. That's really outside the earth's atmosphere. He doesn't think so. I don't know that I can't prove, but I can tell you that's, that was a lasers hit. So, so there's, there's two 5g and laser. Um, yeah. Another one that I think is, is, uh, is, is now from there, those are the ones that are obviously that are, that are overt, that we can prove, we can see, right. we can see they're doing something. And this is the explanation. Then it gets a little bit more subtle.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so the other, the other one, for example, uh, microwave. Now mm-hmm. we had the Havana syndrome, which I mentioned right. earlier, and I believe that was in the seventies or eighties. It's been, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've lost track of my decades now as I get to be an old fart, but anyway, it's some point, in the 70s. Yeah. 70s, I think it was in the seventies because it was really before the MRI. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, so these guys were down in the, um, wasn't an embassy at that time. It was, uh, the, just the state department, you know, ha- had a presence in Cuba and mm-hmm. they started, all these people started complaining of headaches and all these things happening to them and right. ringing in their ears and a bunch of stuff. Anyway. So Mm -hmm. the, the, they, they first, they, you know, thought it was, they didn't know they, they researched it for a long time. And finally they had to haul these people out of there because they really did have a problem. Now, as time went on, they did MRIs on these people and they found that they did have some brain changes consistent with something happening. Right. And and they theorized that it could have been in the microwave uh, radiation. However, um, it may not be because sub- subsequently there's been people that that you know microwave you can you can test for. Yeah. The one thing you can't test for is scalar. Well, not you can't test for some of this five G either, but they probably can. We don't have like our our standard testers. Like I have a, a tri field meter. Okay, just so people know. You can test for the standard cellular. You can test for electrical fields. You can test Mm -hmm. for magnetic fields, but you can't test for 5G some of it because of the way it functions. You don't know. uh, You can't make that one uh, go the way you want. But anyway.
1: You can can test the effects.
2: You can test the effects, as you can't test the actual... um, Maybe, like I said, they may have uh, Mm -hmm. testers for it, but it's not available to the common person. But in any case... Well, scalar scalar is a different technology. I mean, scalar waves. We think of electricity as having waves, and, mm-hmm. it, and it predictably goes out at the speed of light, right? Mm-hmm. But scalar is at the is at infinite speed. It it has instantaneous effect. And if anybody, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to get into the the vector analysis of how scalar waves are built, but I did finally understand this after I heard I heard a lecture on this. I said. I can't believe it. You know, I was a math major in college and I I took vector analysis and now I get it. That, that let's let's say you had two guys and they're pushing a pole right. you know, like this against each other. Now, in mm-hmm. mathematics we we'd have the, the the power that you're using is the length of the, you know they they say vectors are, are force, they call them force vectors. Okay. Right. So the forces, the force is characterized by the length of the vectors, the amount of the force and the direction of the vector. So mm-hmm. if I have two vectors like this and there's pushing, they, they'd add and they'd move things. Right. Right. And we, and we would, and we would be able to, when you add, so when you add, you add the power and you add the d- direction and you come up with, you know, you use trigonometry, basically geometry, mm-hmm. and you, you end up with a, with a larger vector, you can add them together, you know what's going on, but what happens in vector analysis, if you have two vectors that are that are this is the same power, but they're pointed against each other right? like this, they'd sum to zero. But is right. it really zero? In other words, if I have two people pushing against each other at this point in the middle, mm-hmm. is the power there really zero? No, it's, 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 it's a the, pressure the, force. Yeah. It's a pressure force, but it, in mathematics, without understanding the principle, it, it, it sums to zero, but it's not. So
1: Because it it's a cancellation, so numerically. Right, it's
2: not really cancelling, though. It's causing, and, and I heard, I think it was Tom Bearden that talks about this, as it's like squeezing space-time at the point right. where they come together. So mm-hmm. it creates, and, it, and and the other, it can get more complicated, but it creates what they call a standing longitudinal wave. Mm-hmm. So in it and it it doesn 't spread like electricity along a wire it 's just boom it 's there it 's like a slinky okay mm-hmm. so we 've seen that now, probably in Havana okay and here 's the one that got me looking at this kind of and and, and i don 't know if you have the picture uh, i sent, but it's it 's the picture yeah. of a flattened it looks like it looks like a forest with a big circle that 's just flattened okay okay this is the Tunguska event, and that was um Tesla was the Tesla's the guy that really brought this, I think, to America. Right. Um, and and what he was doing is he he was using this idea. He figured out how to do this. You cross these waves. If you cross two scalar waves to a certain coordinate, you mm-hmm. can either project power to there or you can extract power. So you can get what's called a cold explosion. Mm-hmm. Now. I not. I think this was not the cold explosion. I think this was actually a, a, a scalar positive power explosion. But anyway, right. what happened was he apparently was he talked talked about it being a death ray, and he was trying to cause uh cause, he was going to he was he apparently was talking about going to try practicing melting the ice in the in the Arctic.
1: Okay. Right, I remember that. Remember that yeah. one?
2: Okay, but it uh, they they theorized that he missed. And if because if you look at where his lab was and the coordinates of where this happened in the Tunguska incident, it would have been had he it would have been from his lab that would have been a straight shot through the earth. This, these waves go through the earth, but but it was a little bit off. So he instead of getting to the ice, he he hit this Siberian forest. And you see this big round circle even today, where the trees are just gone. But it, initially, it just the first picture. There it is. So the first picture is that insert on the left where right. suddenly all these trees in a perfect circle just dropped. Okay. Fortunately, it was a very scarcely populated area. And mm-hmm. they had, so they had um, a couple deaths and a, and, a, and a herd of reindeer, I think, died. But that was it. Okay. It didn't okay. damage any major city centers, but he never owned up to this, but he stopped testing his death ray. So kind of makes you wonder, but, but they want to tell you it's a, it's a meteorite that hit there. But right. just looking at the picture, you say, could it be a meteorite? Why, why is it not three-dimensional? No, it's a flat circle. There's was, no
1: indentation. Yeah. no indentations. Yeah, right. That so, no
2: right. And so, and then here's another one. I, when I was in the Navy, I was stationed at Groton, Connecticut with a submarine service. And I knew all these guys. I knew a lot of these guys. In fact, I was single. I used to date these guys uh, that were, you know, na- that were Naval officers on submarines. And, right. and so I was always told the thresher was a, was a disaster that happened where we lost a nuclear fast attack submarine Mm -hmm. and they always, they, and I was told in the seventies that we don't know where it is. And we think it was a through the hole fitting that, that, that failed. Okay. Okay. But there's a lot of stuff that's come out since then. It -hmm. turns out that when the submarine was doing a dive, it was working with another ship called the Skylark and they were close and they were, they were, they were the captains of the ships were talking back and forth and they were doing a, some kind of maneuver and they were, they were coordinating this and the captain of the Skylark said, you ready? Yeah, you ready? And they, 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 they went on the dive. And then as soon as the, the thresher started doing the dive, the, the commanding officer, the thresher said, you know, to rated up to the ship and said, we got a little problem. Hold on a minute. And that's the <laughs> last they ever heard from him. <laughs> now, So the first thing I learned was (laughs) that we did know where it was because I met a a guy years, decades later, I met one of my, literally my neighbors in small town America said, Mm -hmm. we knew where that was. I used to tend over it because he was a nuclear power officer, now deceased sadly, but he was a nuclear power officer. He said, we used to tend over the thresher all the time when I was in the Navy and he was in the Navy in the eighties. So he, he was right. So anyway, they knew where it was. And the second thing is, at the inquest, this is a, well, at the inquest, there were a couple things that came out and I don't think they call them an inquest, the investigation, the formal Naval board about the accident.
1: Okay. They
2: discovered that they, they pointed out that the ship could not when they met, when the, when the submarine went missing, the ship could not call for help for an hour and a half because all there's electronics went out and then mm. they came back. Okay. Now, Add that to the fact that the one guy they wouldn't let testify at the board was, mm-hmm. I think his name was Lieutenant Rule. I could be wrong about that. I think it was Lieutenant mm-hmm. Rule, and he was an acoustics officer. He was; a, mm. he could have testified that the ship went quiet all at once. Now, huh. now, that is not what would happen if you suddenly breached the hull during a dive. You'd get all this rushing water noise in, and you'd hear things. So the acoustics, so the the acoustics would have been totally different. But besides the fact you got lots of noises on ships of things happening, but the biggest noise is the, that they can't silence. This is why this is one of the big fights. At least it was, I don't think this is classified information where everybody knows this that it, at least in those days, the biggest problem of hiding where you were underneath the polar ice cap with a nuclear submarine is that you can't stop the sound of the water cooler, coolant power plant for the, I mean, water coolant for the nuclear power plant. So there's the kind of a constant shushing of that, right? So mm-hmm. if you suddenly lost all the noise, it says the power plant went out, everything went out. So now, what does that say? Well, in addition to the fact that the elect something had to go to damage all the electronics to do that mm-hmm. on the sub, and the Skylark apparently was in some kind of scatter zone where it didn't nice. completely get zorked, but it was unavailable for a while. That that That's kind of consistent with a scalar weapons hit. Wow. So it could be. I've been thinking about this. What's the meaning of all this? Yeah. Then we had the, the Chernobyl disaster. When was that? That was in the 80s, I think, the mm-hmm. early 80s. Well, well, the Chernobyl, there's a couple things that we know now about scalar weapons, and that is that if you have a scalar emitter – and we have reason to believe that in the late 60s, a scalar emitter was heard in in Russia. So in the Soviet Union. So they may have accidentally done it to themselves. But what we do know is if you if you turn on a scalar emitter near a nuclear pile, it can actually cause it to go critical. So don't know. But 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 there were five towers there and only one went down. So I don't think that was it. Personally. Right. I mean, but what's what you know, I'm just thinking we could be in a, in a weird world that Again, we're not being told a lot, but we could be in a situation where somebody with nuclear, with scalar capabilities and who would be the two nations in those days, probably the Soviet Union and us, are just lobbing these things quietly back and forth. And because they don't make a big noise, they don't make a big obvious thing, we're not aware of it. OK, it's much worse than a nuclear war, but it's quiet and it's kind of like, you know, I don't like my neighbors making all this noise. So I just throw a stink bomb over the wall. But I do it in such a way that the other neighbors don't see it because I don't want them to think I'm a jerk. You know, <laughs> right, I'm, right. Yeah, to me, I'm kind of thinking that's maybe the way the world has been and we haven't understood it. I don't know. There was also an, an explosion right after the thresher went down. There was an explosion in the. Uh, in some trench not too far, like on the East coast, not too far anyway. And that, and to me, it sounds like a scalar issue, but again, that I'm speculating about to some degree. Sure.
1: What would the effects be? Like how would we, what would be the things that we would look for to even question if it was
2: scalar? Well, see, that's, that's, that's the issue. Scalar yeah. can do lots of things. I mean, right. again, scalar waves are being used now in medicine. They're saying that they can create these scalar devices that you get yeah. in there, and it, and it helps you. So it's, it, have, it's it's all sorts, there's all sorts of ahead. possibilities. In World War II, now where, and where this really kind of came about was the fact that the mathematics that, that we use for what we think of as the physics of the world around us it came from a guy in the 1800s that wrote it he he developed his own mathematics to do this and it and they call this a conspiracy theory but i've really looked into this and i it's it's not because there are a lot of mathematics people now rethinking this okay mm-hmm. but but the guys uh maxwell's equations i mean we are taught in physics but they they took out part of the of the the vector part of the of the equations to make them understandable they were so complex that that theoretically they were taken out just to make them understandable, but during that translation by a guy named Heveside, it lost this this ability to create scalar stuff. And when in world during World War II and before, when Hitler threw out what he said, "I don't want Jewish science; I want our science," you know, mm-hmm. whatever the reason for that is, the upshot was these guys may have looked around, found Tesla's work. We this is what we're hearing that they found Tesla's work and they started looking at scalar things. So one of the things I found in a newspaper from World War II was the American and the um, and the uh, British pilots that were doing bombing over over uh, over Berlin and things during World War II. Towards right. the end of the war, they would see these things that looked like kind of balls of light coming up from the city and coming up and and being in the vicinity with them, and they called them "Foo Fighters." You know that band. Yeah, I funny. I don't know where they got the name, but they called these things Foo Fighters. They was in the newspaper. And, wow. and and the British and American pilots were uh, were warned, if you get near these, I wish I could remember the word, but it's one of those long German, you know, I don't speak German at all, one of those yeah. long German words, but it, it basically is like something something motor stopping go steal. You know, it's like something yeah. to stop your engine. So they said if you see these things or you get near some German aircraft and you start having your engine sputter pull away immediately because they've got some way to remotely stop your engine. Well, that would be a scalar effect. Probably. That's probably a scalar effect.
0: Interesting. Probably,
2: yeah. So this goes back a ways. we they've been people. Yeah. Have been, this is also about, you know, a, a lot, the physics leads to levitation. It leads to all sorts of creepy effects. And I don't have the the scientific juice to, to go any further, but that's, that's what, that's what I think is happening here. So that's, that's so, definitely a weapon that's out there.
1: Yeah, no, it totally could be. I have well, I have two questions about that. I don't know if you have the answers on this, but um, the whole scalar thing is just fascinating to me. I, I'm curious. What, one, what the uh, connection to like zero point energy? That is that is
2: zero point energy. That's the zero point. Okay. That's okay. the zero point. And the other thing I didn't mention is it also can can give you weather warfare apparently.
1: Yeah, you know, okay, I that... don't
2: know if it's the only thing because what's Harp doing? See, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, they say that Harp is is basically they heat the ionosphere and then right. they send in wavelengths, and you can see the clouds have these interference patterns in them. Um, right. I, I definitely think we're we're having weather warfare waged against us, and and I don't know if that's scalar or if it's if it's something else, but it has to do with energetics because it's certainly, certainly when you're seeing these interference patterns and I'm, I'll just tell anybody that thinks this is crazy. Start looking at they'll show on telegram. They show radar pictures. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are people that watch these kind of things. I mean, God love them for just constantly scanning like, weather radar i I, yeah. I wouldn't be i would be bored in about five minutes but people do this they scan what's coming off of you know these these low-level satellites and they watch those things that look like laser things coming down i mean yeah. uh, there's a lot of this going on and, but you it's it, it's hard for the average person to catch it but these guys that make a point of it they're looking at this and they they show you these radar pictures and you can see literally the interference pattern of the, of the picture of the cloud formation on the radar. I mean, you just see patterns you don't ever see anywhere else. So right. definitely stuff's going on.
1: Interesting. Well, one of the sites that, uh, you know, pulled up with the military uh, weapons that they they were talking about, uh, one of the weapons they had mentioned, I thought this was fascinating. They called it the singularity weaponry, and it's essentially like creating black holes to use as a weapon. And yeah,
2: yeah Yeah, I know I mean what's CERN about I mean I I think a lot of these a lot of these things well um one of the issues there and I don't I don't know it wasn't this one but this one was an interesting article also yeah Yeah. see I don't know I, I that's beyond like I say that's beyond my level of physics however um one of the things that they say about scalar waves is that they're time reversal. There's time reversibility, which is why to me, if that's true, and if this right. is me simplifying and some physicist out there is going to say, Oh, she's an idiot. But I got to say, if that's true, it makes nuclear weaponry just obsolete because the problem with nuclear weapons is we, at least this is what I was told years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's right. necessarily changed. Maybe it has that, that, the, the options for taking out a nuclear ICBM are mm-hmm. two. You can get it at the launch pad and you can get it during reentry, but you can't get it thuring, during its really fast phase of flight, not mm-hmm. consistently, okay? Right, Or not at all. I don't know. Now maybe we do have ways to doing that. But the point is that with the nuclear, with a time-reversed wave, it doesn't matter. As soon as you know, because we know immediately when somebody, there's a particular characteristic signature of an ICBM firing up on the launch mm-hmm. pad. And we know that immediately that 's what the n r o is apparently all about i mean they're if you want to look at some spooky uh, uh, mission patches, look at the p- patches of the m r o you know it's just like they have wizards and electricity and uh, down looking at the world, and it's just really you know it 's kind of you wonder what those guys are doing, but i'm sure they know the minute that those stand up okay so um yeah, there's the singularity thing yeah I, I think maybe what they 're talking about though is is that um Well, I don't know the black hole thing in this situation. What I'm saying is when you reverse time, you can, you can, you can pick that thing. You can lock onto that missile. And theoretically, I think you can hit it anywhere along its path that way. I don't know. I think it's, I think it, I think it, 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 and besides the fact, all you have to do is get close and you'll, you'll set it off at the, at the launch pad. So I have a feeling we're not, I have a feeling we're not in the nuclear age anymore. This is my point. So that's about all I know about scalar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're just using the nuclear threat as a as more of a
2: threat than right. more of a psychological warfare rather than uh yeah. Because people can understand it. Now think about think mm-hmm. about the Truman show. How did they keep Truman yeah. on the island? They gave him an irrational fear, a fear that wasn't from anything. They made up they they right. programmed him to be afraid of the water so he wouldn't escape the island. And what I'm saying is we have fears of things. We have fears of viruses and we have fears of nuclear radiation. That's not yeah. what we really need to be afraid of. What we need to be afraid of is this stuff. So right.
1: yeah. I mean, this I, I when you bring up CERN, I mean, this does really sound kind of like something CERN would be. I mean, I can't prove this, but just, you know, theoretically, the singularity weaponry, but that right under it's also graviton uh, weapons. And it looks like they're related because you could use kind of the uh, centrifugal force of which is related to gravity force to create a black hole type of.
2: Aim. Right. And gravity may not be, you know, the, the the big point they're making now is that it isn't gravity. It's electromagnetic attraction and repelling things that, that cause us to have, you know, what we what we perceive as gravity. But what all I know is that CERN is CERN admits that they're trying to create many black holes. Right. I know. You know so, That makes me comfortable. <laughs> you know, that doesn't like, make me comfortable. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you one of the funniest things, uh, you know, Celeste Solem she's, she's made a, a, uh, that's her thing on her Mm -hmm. podcast. She's always looking into DARPA and she's, you know, I couldn't do this either sit through all those military lectures and read through all that stuff, but she does that. And she goes and listens to them. And one of the things, so for example, one of the things I learned about the Havana syndrome, she had talked about how the guys, you know, it's real when the guys at DARPA figure out a solution and they figured out that if you had copper discs that you could put over your temples that it actually that these things come in through your ear canals and your temples because that's your thinnest uh, part. But a copper disc that's that's somehow connected and grounded Mm -hmm. will protect you from all that. So um, but anyway, she was she she came to visit one time and it just happened the day she visited. I thought, who better than to have this happen? She comes to my house. It's the day they turned on CERN. You know, has been off for a long time. So we're sitting around watching and, and I and we're sitting there. I said, I can't believe we're sitting here and and we're 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 watching CERN hoping it we just don't stop existing right now. You know, that's yeah. That's <laughs> They're true. trying to
1: recreate the big bang. That's what they keep talking about. Right. And
2: I don't want them to retrieve it in our timeline. I, I really don't want to go through a big bang right now. But so so that's that one. And I guess the next one I would say would be um, electromagnetic uh or long thinking about the Navy, the next Navy point I'll make is ELF extra long frequencies, or I think that's what that stands for. It's it's the, it's the very long, long wavelength, uh, things now that, that is not maybe designed as a weapon. Okay. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things that they say are for other reasons may actually be because they know it harms us biologically. Now ELFs were first, the first time I ever even heard about them, was in the navy when I was in this is when there was a big hue and cry by by Greenpeace because they claimed that that the the signal that we were using to call the nuclear submarines was damaging the whales homing uh, ability that they that they used yeah. that they couldn't they couldn't navigate when we were using our this wavelength mm-hmm. we being the navy well right. so what what they were talking about was that you know it's like you know 5G is a very very quick, fast wavelength. That's the top of the spectrum. And then then these are at the bottom of the spectrum. And the problem is that the very fine wavelength will carry a lot of data, but it doesn't penetrate. So... Mm -hmm if your job is to be a nuclear ballistic missile submarine and you hide under the polar ice cap and just sit there waiting for the call, Mm -hmm. um, and you're supposed to be in a box and you don't, nobody really knows where you are. Once you leave the dock, you don't, they, even the Navy, nobody knows where you really are. That's how they keep them secret. But the point is, is that they have to be able to every once in a while, tell them to come up and we got a different mission for you. How -hmm. do they penetrate the, the ice cap? Well, we were using these extra long frequency wavelengths. That was out of, Alaska and these, these different places around the world, apparently. And, and, and the reason is because those will penetrate everything. They won't just go through ice. They'll go through mountains. They go through the earth. They'll bounce back from the other side of the earth. But, Mm -hmm. but in those days, we were, as far as I know, we were just using very short bursts occasionally. I mean, this was not something that was constantly ongoing. It was just a short burst that that went and then, and it didn't have much information. It would say, okay, come up surface now, and then we'll send you a, a, a real transmission of what to do but it would give them that. So anyway, what do we have now? We have those windmill farms, right? Mm -hmm. Now it turns out that every one of those giant windmills puts out an ELF and these are constant. And those are, those are going through the, you know, people don't feel good living next to them, but beyond that, those things radiate through the earth to the other side, they bounce around. They're all they're They're, they're blanketing our world with a new frequency of these ELFs. That's actually getting into the earth's core and everything. So, uh, I have a problem with that. Now they've done some studies. We don't have a ton of studies, but we have. We we know. I mean, first of all, we know that the, those 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 things are dangerous for a lot of reasons. They can cause seizures when they they do that flickering effect. If you're too if you live yeah. too close to them, the sunlight, they can they certainly damage um, you know bats and things that are in the area. But but mm-hmm. beyond that, they have they they've had. Herds, like in Denmark, there was a herd of of sheep or something that just died precipitously because they can't sleep near them. But another one is when they did animal studies, they showed that those kind of long term wavelengths, they 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 cause intimal thickening, meaning the inside of your vessels get thicker. That's a formula for hypertension and death, some early death may not kill you right away, but it's not a good thing to have. Now, well, I don't know the so latest on that. That's crazy but. because that's so antithetical to what they teach you
1: causes that. I mean, nobody ever talks about that it could be created by some sort of an electromagnetic. Frequency. And it's not the only thing, but I'm just no, saying. No, 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 I get that. that, that. But, but nobody, I mean, that that's, that's never discussed.
2: I mean, no, I, no, I don't I know. Maybe I'm just naive, but I don't think most people have heard that ever. Right. Doctors um. for Disastered Preparedness. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah. The question is, what's it doing like so many of these waves? I mean, I remember thinking years ago uh, when when cell phones first came out in the 90s when everybody was carrying a cell phone. I Mm -hmm. remember thinking, you know, my great grandparents didn't live in any of this electromagnetic mess. Right. It turns out they lived in some. I didn't appreciate what electrical wiring in general and telegram wires and stuff like that were doing, but they lived in some, but they weren't they weren't bombarded. Like we are penetrated constantly now by these things. What's it doing to us?
1: Other thing that's different is that, uh, I mean, certainly just the, the bombardment is, you know, one element that's kind of a mass scale, but I, and not to say that they didn't have directed energy weapons back then, but they didn't have the same capacity that
2: I think they have now. I think now they can
1: target so much more.
2: Right now. Um, and here's here's the other one is uh, there's in the 60s they called it cyclotronics but um okay, i yeah. but but somewhere there's a picture of of uh, it's called neural um neuromodulation neural something it's neural neural i'm blanking on the term now i'll look it up but it it's okay. uh it's it's a it's it's a patent and it actually is talking about how they can use uh computer monitors to Affect your thinking, okay? That they can put out wavelengths. I mean, and, and th- that's what they call neural silencer. It, is that called, it um, or no magnetotherapy it's called magnetotherapy and i gonna give you the patent oh, oh
1: okay magnetotherapy yeah. yeah
2: it's the nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields from monitors that's the patent name US 6506148 B2 so okay. <laughs> you know so they know about it. and and before that they knew about psychotronics that they could they could make you happy you know why mm-hmm. do you think Here, here's an example why did they change why did the, it was, they used Joseph, Joseph Goebbels to get this happen, but it was the Rockefeller, yeah. um, you know, people. And you probably know this story about how they changed the tuning frequency of music. They went yeah. to the Europeans. They went to us. Uh, they couldn't get it done until they, yeah. And they, and they purchased a, a guy in Chicago's music business. He was, he built musical instruments and they said, we'll give you this fabulous new block in Chicago. You can make all the things you want. We just ask one thing that you tune to A440. Before that, mm-hmm. it was a four thirty-two, and why does that matter? It's because we're made of water, and our we now know that certain water has certain resonances that are happy and certain that are not happy. And if you right. if you want to, it's like five twenty-eight. Len Horowitz uh, has a whole book on that. Len, the the God frequency, essentially, that five twenty-eight mm-hmm. will heal your DNA. They say right. I can't prove that, but that is I can tell you. I carry a five twenty-eight tuning fork, and I solved my my husband's tendonitis in his knee, I mean, immediately it gets better. Immediately, you put this tuning fork on somebody's, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, people come up to me at meetings, they say, I'm having this pain in my knee right there. And if I don't think, you know, most of the time, it's not a torn cartilage, it's not having physical symptoms, it's just pain in an area, you put this thing on and immediately the pain will go away. Now, in him, I had to do it multiple times over a couple of weeks, but it, it, it took it away. I didn't have to give him anti-inflammatories.
1: 528 is the... 528 tuning fork. do you know what i've heard and i have no i haven't tried this i don't know but i heard that tuning forks can actually uh repair scars
2: well right if it repairs it your repairs dna mama yeah right, if it rep- i don't know but it repairs your dna it can do a lot of good i mean i've used it i'll tell you what I've, I've i've noticed it when i every once in a while i have a bad habit of reading with my phone too close to me you know i sit right. in the bed and read and I'll notice now I've got a thing on my phone now I don't notice it as much but I I would get these kind of you know like heart arrhythmias and I realize I'm doing bad things to my heart this is you know and, I, and just for the audience here's a safe thing to know if I'm right here reading and it's it's six inches from my chest I'm getting a lot of electromagnetic frequency but when I move it uh, away from me at one arm's length it registers zero I put my little Tri-field So it's zero. So just get in the habit of putting your phone an arm's length away from you when you're sitting at your desk. You know, every time you think about it, don't don't get it. Clo- don't keep it close to you. Put it an arm's length away. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it, I think it really makes a difference. And that's why you can listen to five twenty eight music when you're just working at your computer. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, why not? And and I what I do will I will warn people is that the some of the 528 so called music is not 528. So I have a tuning fork and I listen to it. I mean, unless you're tone deaf, you can listen to it in one ear. Turn your music on and just see if it matches. And if it's not, if it's not discordant, then you've got a 528 thing going on, you know. So you, fascinating. That's the, yeah, I totally
1: want to try this. I now,
2: I don't know if you guys got the video I sent about how the body makes electricity. It looks like there's a, there's a, there's a, uh thing that it's like a, a microscope. It's like a CGI image of a mitochondria and it's got a little protein thing in it. But here's, here's the point Okay. that there's a lot of other damage that's being done and, and it has to do, it's very subtle, but it has to do with the body's ability to make power. So, we in every cell in your body, you've got mitochondria. That's your little energy production thing. Think right. of it as Grand Coulee Dam. Okay. How does Grand Coulee Dam make electricity? Mm-hmm. There's a gradient of water. In other words, you've got the water is high above the dam and low below. Mm-hmm. So you've got a downward gradient. The, the water falls from a high level to a low level. And in the process, as it falls down that gradient, it falls into the turbines. It turns the turbines. They're connected to a generator and makes electricity. Right. It turns out who knew this. We didn't know this when I was in medical school. This is all new stuff. There's a guy named Laszlo Boros who has excellent videos about this and excellent lectures about this because it affects us because of the deuterium in the water. But anyway, the way that the, Boros, so Laszlo Boros, I think he's Hungarian, but mm. he, he's in San Diego now, I think, but he, he, but what happens is what when the way you produce energy in your mitochondria is literally you've got a membrane. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the berm for the dam. And then you've got this, you've got this power plant and it literally, you've got this protein complexes that have tiny little turbines. I, I swear you've got gazillion turbines all over the body. And these little turbines are run not by water falling over, but by hydrogen ions H plus. So hydrogen ions you know, like H2O, it's, it's the hydrogen yeah. ion comes across. You have a high density of hydrogen ions on one side of the mitochondria and on the inside you have a low density. So what happens is you've got the, the as those ions come across the, the gradient, they, they turn this tiny, tiny little turbine and it makes it makes it, it then does the, the activity to make ATP instead of electricity. ATP is the currency of energy in the body. Right. So it's really cute. I mean, these look just like the turbines in Grand Coulee dam and they have the same potential problem. If a rock falls over Grand Coulee dam into one of these turbines, what happens? It damages the turbine and they've got to replace it. Now you've got a lot of excess, unlike Grand Coulee dam, they only have a limited number of turbines. (laughs) We have, we have, we can keep reproducing these things. However, the problem is water is not all hydrogen ions. So right. a certain percentage of our water is, and I can't remember the the ambient percent, but it's, I want to say that it's over 20%, but I can't say that for sure. I'd have to, I forgot, I should have that up. But there's a percentage of our water that's deuterium water. It's either DHO or D2O. In other words, instead of H2O. Right. And deuterium is an isotope of hydrogen. So it's bigger. It's like I have a I gave a speech about this one time and I showed this this great big weightlifter, you know, muscled up guy. And then I saw this little tiny like like oriental kid over here. It's like (laughs) that's water. That's hydrogen. And then you've got the deuterium guy up here. And when he falls over the dam, he damages he he damages the turbine blade. So when you so where do we get deuterium is is what heavy water was. That's what the 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 the, the Germans were making in World War Two. That's what you need to make you know, for nuclear reactors and nuclear nuclear bombs. But the point is, where did the deuterium, is the deuterium supposed to be in our water? Now you can, you can get, you could pay a lot of money. They've shown that they can, they can, you know, derail cancer or at least reverse the effects of cancer by low deuterium water, but it's very expensive. Yeah, it helps cancer, but I think there's an easier way of helping cancer get rid of your parasites. Sure. But that's just right. But but yeah. that, that's but, what I was going to
1: ask you because if but, if deuterium helps, do you think that there is a parasite connection to that?
2: Well, see, deuterium, hel- deuterium helps because now you're able to more efficiently produce energy and mm-hmm. and oxygen utilization. So mm. the problem is parasites hate oxygen. And right. so does cancer. So does cancer. Cancer likes low oxygen, parasites low oxygen. I, I think that's, that's a whole nother discussion, okay. but I think, I think that's the same. So, but deuterium will leave you with a more low oxygen situation because it's not as efficient. Now, the okay. other, so, okay. so one of the ways you can kind of decrease, like the best low deuterium water in nature is the first melt of a, of a, of a ice cap. Like you go up okay. the top of a mountain and you get that very first runoff in the spring because yeah deuterium is the first to freeze and the last to thaw it has a different melting point so one of of the things i do in the winter is i take a a a metal basin i fill it with my filtered water i take it out on the porch i let it freeze then i bring it in and as it melts halfway then i throw Mm -hmm. away the ice and i Mm -hmm. drink the water now some people say do that several times but i'm not that's not that big a deal to me. So I do it. But I will tell you, it tastes great. It it feels good. Right. It feels like and right. I notice that the ice block that I put into the sink, it lasts a lot longer than just regular frozen water. So that's it's deuterium water. Yeah, it's deuterium yeah. water. I mean, so you can get it down a little that way. I'm not saying it's big. So so that's another point. Um, so this is how electromagnetic frequencies in our in our life, mm-hmm. what they do is they bother us because we we are not meant to be an electromagnetic frequency other than the Schumann resonance of the earth. And when you suddenly change your electromagnetic frequency exposure, you'll mm-hmm. get sick because you can't produce power. Now, we this is what happened in, in, in 1918. 1918 started not because of any virus. It started because, and it wasn't the Spanish flu, it started in Kansas. And the reason is because these kids that came from outside the cities and all over America, they went down to Kansas and what did they go to be telegram operators? They came from areas that had no electricity and now they're sitting under all these wires that are, 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 are having an electromagnetic field around them and they got sick. Now their sickness consisted mostly of a cough and some chest, some, some, you know, like, like a mild bronchitis or like a, you know, you're just not breathing as well and at the, at the in, in just before that happened 1918 we also we already knew about a disease called neurasthenia it was described in 1880s in boston and this is a picture of boston in the 1880s and a doctor there described neurasthenia which is a jitteriness and a and a and a where you just didn't feel good okay right. and it was like an anxiety and a depression and they thought you know neurasthenia when i was in medical school they kind of they kind of likened it to a psychiatric illness in women, yeah. and, you know, right? But like, I had read, the vapors. Yeah. You got the vapors. Well, but it was really because they were living in cities like this, and the body responds to rate of change. And this thing, these wires went up very suddenly. I mean, all over suddenly we had communication. Everybody wanted them, and we got all these wires put up. Now, and and so they also called it Telegrapher's disease, okay? Right. Because the same thing happened under the telegram wires so people working on they put them along the railways engineers uh brakemen, conductors people that worked along the railway and telegram operators got sick like this they got this nervousness they didn't die su- they didn't die less than other people more than other people but they didn't feel good right. and they found that if they could they they ameliorated this they made it better by taking a very long twist in the telegram cable because that broke up the 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 resonant frequency, whatever it was giving off that was making people sick. Now, wow. another interesting thing that we have is called Cannon's Law of the Body, and that means you don't you, you can adapt slowly to things, but you can't take sudden changes very well. Mm-hmm. And when the when the pandemic of nineteen eighteen wasn't really what they're telling you, when it started, the doctors in in Fort Riley, Kansas, at the Army base that was seeing this they realized the, the people were getting sick. They were not the, the, the kind of the scrawny kids from the city. They were, these, they were the healthiest looking big farm boys from Nebraska right. and Oklahoma and places. Why would that be? Because those guys had never been around electromagnetic. They were living in un, unelectrified towns in right. farms, but the city kids had slowly adapted. They were not as healthy looking, but they had slowly adapted so they didn't yeah. get it. I will tell you about six months ago, four, six months ago, I started getting calls from people that said, I think I've got COVID again. I said, no, you know, my friends, I said, no, you don't have COVID. What's going on? And they said, well, I've started having a cough and I'm just not feeling well. And maybe a little light fever and stuff. Because when you go into these fields, by the way, the reason you get a fever is because you start, you can't get rid of, you need, you need this electromagnetic stability to, to get rid of toxins in the body. Right. So what this does when you get into an electromagnetic field, not only do you yeah. not able to power your cells well and to and to metabolize your food, you also can't get rid of toxins. Mm-hmm. That is the, that this is the flu season. Because so it, this is
1: may I ask you on this is it, what I've heard is that it, it changes the integrity of the cell structure. And so like if your cell has a lot of toxins, it creates kind of a barrier so things can't get
2: in or out.
1: Well your- no
2: actually what happens is that you have a, you have the way you get rid of toxins in the body is Mm -hmm. every cell in the body is a battery. It has polarity. It has a negative and positive charges in it. And the way you get rid of toxins in the body, if there are anybody out there that works in a lab, gel electrophoresis works exactly this way in the lab. And this is Dr. Pollock from the University of Washington has really run this down. Okay. It's called the exclusionary zone. And when you have a toxin, meaning a poison of, you know, like let's say you're cleaning your, you're overcleaning your kitchen with Lysol and you breathe some of this in, it becomes a toxin in your cells until you excrete it. And right. the way you excrete it is you wrap a charge around it and you, you, you push it out like a positive, positive, you know, magnets will push each other. You literally right. push the toxin out of the cell into your lymph, into your bloodstream, into your liver and out your, your feces. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you can't keep that cell dis separation, you can't. You have to keep your batteries charged. Right. How do we keep our batteries charged? We have to go out in the sun and get infrared radiation. This is another thing that the, the the people in our medical schools lied to us about. Infrared radiation is key. We don't. They said you're not a plant. You don't get direct. Energy from the sun. Mm -hmm. Actually, we do. Okay, don't let them lie to you about the sun. You need the sun, which is why they've given us sunscreen and told us it was all dangerous. Tanning booths, oh, they're they'll create cancer stuff. No, no, no. The reason that people die of the flu is because they can't get rid of toxins in the winter. Right. It's not a virus because it's it's a matter of a a a difference between it's like a teeter totter. -totter. It's a difference between the amount of toxins you have in the body and Mm -hmm. your battery charge to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. So. So that's what was happening. And about three, when all these people started calling me, I said, after about the fourth one, I just happened to stumble across this this news blurb that we had just been hit a few days before that with a big electromagnetic discharge from the sun. So what happens is when you have, and this is what they know about, this is what, this goes along with what they knew about flu mm-hmm. before we ever laid down the telegram lines. We didn't have a little, we did not have a yearly flu season. Yeah. That came about only when we laid down the telegram lines, but. Because it raised our electromagnetic charge chronically, so then right. it didn't take as much to give us. So we are we're we're all impaired a little bit because of this electromagnetic charge they've given us in the world, except the Amish. They're they're pretty good, you know. Yeah. They don't have any of this. This is this is something they knew. They they knew this. So, mm-hmm. um, but what what happened is this that when the when the uh, in the old days, like before the 1850s, before we laid down in this telegram lines, mm-hmm. people the flu pandemics would happen every every, like every like on decades, they would be like 10 years apart or 30 Mm -hmm. years apart or 40 years apart. They wouldn't happen all the time. And they noticed that when the flu broke out, it broke out all around the world simultaneously. Now, in the age of, as they say, wooden ships and iron men, you could not travel around the world fast enough to spread a virus within two days all over the world. And right. the, British, the British Admiralty, God love them, they have all these old ship's logs and they show that ships were getting sick with the with the influenza, which only means, it doesn't mean a German, it means influence in Italian. They were getting sick at the same time that people on shore were getting sick. So all of this goes along and that's why, It's it's what and what it gives you, it gives you kind of an irritation of your lung uh, Mm -hmm. lining and it gives you the inability to if it gets bad enough, the inability to get rid of toxins. Now, most people like the guys on the ships, a lot of them, they didn't always die because they were out in the sunlight. They did have the ability to get rid of toxins better than somebody in a nursing home. Think about why nursing home patients die. The people around them are spraying Lysol and disinfectant everywhere. They're constantly toxified by their bad food, their bad environment, and they yep. never go outside. Right. There are so many, even in COVID, there were, there were people that said, if we take the patients outside in Spain, they took the patients outside and put them on the beach, outside in the sun, they got better. They, get, they did better than the ones left inside. That was a classic treatment in old TB sanitariums. Right. That is is the winter flu season. So what do we do? We, we attribute it. We go on a trip and we get on an airplane. Now I don't sleep well the night before I get on an airplane. So I've gotten two hours of sleep. I get up at four in the morning so I can get to the airport on time and I fly somewhere on a plane that's just been disinfected with all that nasty crap. And you have to kind of breathe that in, recycle it. Plus uh, maybe I have a drink to get on the plane. I just really don't like to fly. But anyway, and then, so you toxified yourself. You're not getting, your your batteries are run down because you're not getting much sleep. Most of these meetings are in the winter. And then you go down, and even if you go down to Florida, you got to go to a meeting. You don't have time to go out in the sun. So you meet your friends. You haven't seen them for a long time. You go out eating, drinking, you stay out late. Then you get, a, then you don't get enough, sleep the next night you go to the meeting and do it all over again and then after a few days of this you get sick you get a cough and you don't feel good and Mm -hmm. you you blame it on the guy coughing on the plane that's not what happened (laughs) what happened is you didn't live by the sun cycle you took in toxins and you were not able to get them cleared right so this is how you avoid getting sick and dying of flu you you eat clean you don't toxify yourself and you live by the sun cycle. What happened? in Christmas? The other thing that contributes to the flu problem in the winter, we, and see these guys know it. So this is programmed. What I'm telling you, part of the warfare, a big part of the warfare against humanity is they don't want us to live too long. Old mm-hmm. people, old people tell tales. They tell right. history and old people are sucking off the government medical systems and sure. the social security in their minds. We have no we have no value in their, in their minds. So we, they really want to get rid of us and what, this is the way they do it. So they, and they can make it even worse. What do they do? They go around these nursing homes and then they vaccinate them for the winter. So I they're, know. now they're giving them a terrible toxin at a time they can't take care of it. And they clear out the beds that way, but that I, I've heard from people who work in a nursing home. So that's the key is when, when you come into winter, realize get as much of the sun, you know, make sure your batteries are charged going into the fall. Mm-hmm. If you if you not going to Florida for winter, you live in like where I do, where it gets pretty darn cold, we have an infrared sauna. The prices mm-hmm. on those have come down. You can get these foldable ones that sit in your closet. Yeah. And those infrared saunas work. They're charging your batteries, right? Or go mm-hmm. to get a suntan booth, one of those suntan booths that has full, um, full uh, spectrum, right? Right. Those work too. I mean – uh, that that's actually a good thing to do. And it turns out if you're over 18, there's just not the risk they're telling you of cancer from sun tanning. That's not the problem. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're learning a lot of that now. So that's what you need to do. And then by living by the sun cycle, don't stay up. We, we, t- we stay up late. We're getting the house clean. Kids are coming home. We're packing. We're doing all this stuff. So we're, we're overextending ourselves at a time we don't have, you can eat, you can work long hours in the summer. Cause you're getting more sun. You're outside right. getting more sun. But if you're an office guy and you're not getting much sun, you got to take these other precautions. If you don't want to get sick, you've got to keep the toxins down. There's multiple ways of doing that. And you've got to get infrared into your body. Right. So that's, right. That, I think that's a big, I think that's a big, uh, that's a big, big point of of, of attack. No, for um, sure.
1: And when you were talking about the battery charges, is that uh, like, does, how does that, connect to the mitochondria like
2: no that's a different issue so there's two issues okay. the mitochondria not being able to produce power then they cannot keep the batteries that it's part of it they, they right. probably keep the charge going to some degree okay. in your cells but the big thing that pushes it over the top is the infrared okay so that's for detoxification now the other problem i didn't mention is risk of diabetes when you can't when your cells are not making power right you're right. not, you're not able to take care of the glucose, right? Nice. So you get, that's where you get diabetes in the 1800s. Very few people is a rare disease to have diabetes. Sure. And they blame it on a lot of things now, but how much of it is due to our electromagnetic gradients not being adequate. We have to go, we have to do extra. My parents' mm-hmm. generation, they didn't have the diabetes we had. They yeah. didn't exercise. They were thin. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the reason that we're all fat, and we're all having all these problems. Part of it is, that we're there's our Grand Coulee Dam instead of being like this, is more like this. So mm-hmm. we don't have the the reservoir of extra power to get rid of toxins and to use right. our glucose right. So we're all kind of at risk of diabetes because of this. And and Edison mm-hmm. in in the eighteen hundreds, people didn't get diabetes. It was a rare reportable Thank disease practically. But both Edison and Alexander Graham Bell got diabetes. Why? Because they were living in an unelectrified world, but they were going into their labs to create you know electromagnetic producing things like the telephone and the, the the turntables and all the things that Edison did the electric light. And so they were, they were in these labs with all this EMF and they got diabetes. Now Tesla didn't because Tesla didn't do that. He called these guys, he called Edison a plotter. He said, Edison has to go into his lab all day and just experiment till he gets it right. Tesla would figure it out in his head mathematically and they'd just go in and make it, (laughs) you know, so he didn't get it. that's That's my, that's my interpretation. Right. Yeah. And a simple one to talk about along the lines of making us sick and not having is the microwave. I'll tell you what. And I just tell people, just look at the literature on microwave. uh, Look at what people the literature is not actually going to tell you because physicists and the people selling you these things fund this. the, The physicists think in terms of, again, uh like wavelength and theory. And they're not literally looking at the like it's surprising. I heard these two guys looking at there's a fun video. It's these two physicists debating the plasma effects of grapes in a microwave. Because when they touch, there's a it makes a plasma in the middle when it gets turned on. And these listen to this one. I mean yeah the physics of the microwave oven is a plate paper, but these guys are all looking at at kind of theoretical physics. They're not they're saying how it can't damage you. But the problem is they what they've never done is these guys, by the way, physicists, these guys on the grape thing, they didn't even know that microwaves heated the food from the inside out. They were surprised to find that out. I said, these guys don't know as much as a first-year home ec student. Yeah, right? sure. We all know that. But what they never, what nobody ever did until recently is they took the, they, they, they would put food in a microwave. This is the way that they, like the safety people do it. They put food in a mm-hmm. microwave. They check, they, before that, they measure the nutrient value. Then they measure the nutrient value afterwards and they say, it's the same. Don't worry about the microwave. That's just nonsense. Okay. Well, false, 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 false. Right. <laughs> yeah. Out. This is one the fact checkers really should check and they never do. Because if you actually feed that food to animals, they have problems like, like water. And you can do this. You can do this test yourself. I saw one, a chiropractor done. He had, he had pepper plants. He watered them. He boiled water and let it cool. And that was half of the pepper plants. He watered that way. And then the other half, he boiled the water in the microwave, let it cool, watered it. And and those were short studded plants, not so much peppers at point in the others, you know, other people. And I heard a guy say, the reason I even got interested in this, I had a microwave up until a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I said, and, and, but now I realize he, this guy just makes a comment in a matter off the cuff of not, this was not a lecture about this. He just mentioned, he said, yeah. And if you eat microwave food, you might as well be eating cardboard. Yeah. And I said, whoa. And then I started looking into it and it says, that's true. I've just, uh, and now they know that there's certain antioxidants, all these, it's the second level, like the derivative of the nutrients. It's not the nutrients themselves that go away, but it's there. It's like, it's like the ability in you to have it work right somehow to make antioxidants and to, and to, and to gener to work with your enzyme systems and to actually be quality food. And that's, what's the problem. So, yeah. so
1: I, I remember when I had first moved to LA, I had a roommate and she, she wouldn't let us have a microwave. And she told me that they were, uh, you know, they were basically poison. And, you know, I kind of, I, I remember I had an argument with my parents as a kid. I was like, I think these things are like cancerous. Aren't they really bad? My parents, you know, laughed at me and told me that's silly. And so of course that's what I did to her. And then I started doing research. I got pretty used to it. I was like, okay, it's fine. At first I was just like, all right, well, I'll get used to it. And then, I started doing some research on it. And I was like, I think this crazy girl was totally right. <laughs> right. I mean,
2: especially, I mean, if you're a high performance athlete, don't microwave it. Well, I don't think anybody should microwave anything. Yeah. My husband, I think was, he thought I'd lost my mind, but I just took the microwave out and put it in the trash. Yeah. You know, I just, I didn't even want to give it to the neighbors because I didn't want them poisoning themselves either. You know, it's like, totally. I think I'm just going to get rid of it. And, and, and my friend, uh, Sam Sigloff when he was in the army, he, he showed a, he showed a video where he used his tri-field meter and he showed that he had to go into a different room before the microwave wave field didn't show up on the meter. So they're yeah. also, they're also getting you that way. They're not, they're not a great, right. um, they're not really a, as, as containment facility as you think. So no.
1: I, then, I've done the uh, heating the water and I had plants that died.
2: Yeah, I did too. So. i did too so i didn't go much further than that but it would be yeah. i might try and do it next summer and just to see just see. for fun but yeah well and then the other one the real one that really bothers me okay this is the one i think's going on now okay there's, there's two there's it's and it's kind of related but it's the death photons and optogenetics okay mm-hmm. the yeah. death photons are the idea that and this is this was for people that still can't under and i was one of them i mean i I talked to Andy Kaufman about this. I talked to Thomas Cowan about this because I heard them talk about them being no viruses and then this right. is before I did my deep dive on that and how we got here and and mm-hmm. lo- looked at Lanka's research and looked at looked at this whole stuff and that and Enders and I realized, um okay, how do you explain chicken pox
1: right. and they
2: said, well, we can 't explain everything, but there's you know that could be an electromagnetic thing so then i I started looking at the work of of Koznacheev and no. Gurvich in uh, Novosibirsk in, in the old Soviet Union in the 20s. And what they showed is that if you have a group of cells, two groups of cells that are near to each other, not separated by window glass, window glass will block this effect. So whatever's right. happening, it's in the ultraviolet range. If you get two groups of cells nearest and you poison the first group, but you don't poison the second group, if they're close enough, the death, as the first group dies, it gives off ultraviolet photons. They called them the photoni smerti, the death photons, and they will go and start killing cells And the other. The other side will start dying. They'll get a signal from the dying cells and they'll start dying. And so let's so let's look at chickenpox as a as an electromagnetic disease, not a viral because they've never isolated a virus. Right. Right. If it were an airborne virus, why would you not have it go through a town? Why would you not have it? You know, why do you have to have chickenpox parties? Right. Right. Because it doesn't, pat because it's it's a matter of, let's say at two years old, or that's usually three and four years old. So three and four years old, kids are growing like weeds, okay? Right. And, and so they're shooting up, and they're they're playing outdoors, and they're doing all this stuff, and they're accumulating toxins probably faster. Now, this is my speculation, but this is what I believe is going on. They're, they're, they're creating, they're getting toxins faster than they can get rid of it. Now, mm-hmm. now, there's only certain ways you can get rid of toxins in your body. You can poop them out. You can sweat them out. You can, if you're women, you can bleed them out. Um, uh, What else? Uh, You can cough them out and you can have a rash. Okay. You can, they can come out of your skin. And when they come out of your skin fast enough, they make a rash or blebs like smallpox. Well, so what happens is your kid has this, gets this chicken pox because he's actually just detoxing himself. It's not that he got a virus. It's that his body is saying, Man, I got to get rid of these toxins right now. And his skin is very soft and pliable and things are, and porous, much more than adults. That's why this right. doesn't happen to us when we get too many toxins, but they do. And they can just d- get this rash and then they, d- they get a little fever. The fever is adaptive. It helps the toxins get pushed out of the body because it softens the gel in your cells. Just right. like jello, you have to, if you had toxins in jello, you'd have to liquefy it in order to get them out. So right. it does that. And then you're, then, your friends, if they want their kids to go through this, they bring them over. They have to be in the same room with them. They have to go and have a party. They don't even have to touch them, but they have to have a party. And then they will, and then they will, they'll, they'll get a signal from their friends saying, no, I'm detoxing. Maybe you should too. And that's what happens. I think that's exactly what happens. Like a resonance type of. It's a resonance frequency that says it's a photonic. It's a photonic resonance. Now, But here's the other thing. So now okay. we know, and we also know that water remembers the resonance has, it It, it can capture, it has an electromagnetic frequency memory of biomolecules, DNA, right. immunoglobulin, those things we've been th- th- that have been demonstrated. Sure. So let's, let's suppose that I capture, let's suppose I poison some cells mm-hmm. and I capture the electromagnetic frequency that's given off. Right. And then I project it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And I, I project it from, Let's say 5G towers that just happened to go up during COVID. Mm-hmm. In other words, what what was what happened in COVID? Everything was done that made yeah. it worse. The totally. masks the masks make it worse because they decrease your your um I mean, first of all, they make people depressed and all these things that make things worse, but they they decrease your ability to offload CO2, which we know can make you sick. That, right. And so and then you're you're in the house, you're not getting any intro. They told you don't even they didn't want you. Why did they not want you exercising on the beach alone? You know that picture of the person on the beach and the, the police are surrounding him. He's it's just crazy. A, he's, he's meditating by himself on a beach in Australia and the police are arresting him. It's it's insane. It was but insane. it but it makes sense if you want people to go down. If you yeah. want to make people sick, this is all the things you would do. Sure. And then and then you um and then yeah, and then and so you're not getting the stuff that could have helped this. Right. The other thing that, uh, and I mean, I don't know, this is just my
1: you know, speculation when you're talking about like things like chicken pox and the rash, uh, you know, we know the chicken pox that, or at least they tell us that chicken pox is linked to uh, later could become manifest as shingles. We know that runs on a nerve. And so, right. So this is, this, this is just where my head goes with it. Cause I think it's kind of interesting that they, Tell you that something that is a, that runs along a nerve is from a contagious path, pathogen when it, it would be more likely that you would have something that dysregulates your nervous system that would impact some sort of like a neurological dysregulation that would manifest itself as trying to push through the skin to detoxify. I don't know. Like, I mean, right, I don't
2: know nerves. I mean, maybe it's just that it's easier to follow a nerve pathway to make the rash to detoxify. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, I don't I mean, you know. Just don't know. That true. one's, you know, I, I get that. And it, but it's true that people see, here's the deal. Let's suppose, because one of the big problems is as we as we've stopped people from having this outbreak with these shots that we're giving people, whatever that does to stop this from happening as a child, what happens is when they get it later in life, it's worse. Okay, They've turned a benign childhood disease into a very serious problem when you're in your college age or older. And grandma's not now getting the protection of, of this, whatever this is. And she's getting more shingles. So more shingles is coming out yeah so the issue is i think it's because we're damaging the ability somehow we're not just we're not just damaging your immune system but we're damaging your ability to get rid of the toxins that keep you from getting these things so i can't explain everything but i'm just telling you it it's certainly there's no evidence of a virus so how do we and and what they call a virus is just something they see on the electron microscope which is a whole nother story how it gets there it doesn't tell you it doesn't it doesn't prove what they say in fact that was adjudicated in court and they 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 said it's, it's know, not proven Evan.
1: Well, and then they then it was Braden, Doctor Braden, who apparently spelled it, and they said that it was a technical. He said it was just a technicality. No, it
2: really wasn't just a technicality. If you read the actual court case or the appeals course, and then then the last thing I I have that was a hard one for me, but I did read it. Um, Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) but but yeah, I don't know. I I I think the idea of it being uh, running along the nerve to push out a toxin makes more sense. I just. To me, it never made sense that they talk about it coming from something external that would be contagious because if it's on your nerve, then it's either something that's internal that you're trying to push out or it's something that has uh, been dysregulated within your body. Well, like, and,
2: and in favor of the toxin idea, again, the, the, yeah. I got shingles only once in my life. Well, multiple times, but only one period in my life. When do we usually see shingles? We see shingles in older people because their immune systems are coming down and they're not able to get rid of the toxins, right? So this happens. When I got shingles, I was 29 years old, but guess what? I was an intern and I was working for the first time in my life. I was working like 100 hour weeks, not getting sleep, not eating well. And I kept getting pain in my ear and I thought it was my pierced earrings and I kept giving myself antibiotics. My ear would get all red. And then one day I noticed that when that was happening, I also had... I was numb back in my, my tooth area. And I realized it's the trigeminal nerve. I've got shingles and I've never had it since I had it several times, my internship and I never had it since because I, I took care, better care of myself. I, you know, I made sure that I did certain things. And yeah. And so I don't think it has anything to do with, um, with a virus. It has to do with your internal ability to, to detoxify. Yeah. But hey, well, the last thing I got to get to is optogenetics. And this is my okay. favorite one, but this is the one that I think is really scary because if you look at the basic science on this stuff, the guy yeah. who's credited with being the father of CRISPR, his real specialty is optogenetics. Right. And optogenetics means I can create an opsin, which is a light sensitive chemical injected into an animal. And then I can use wavelength to control their brain or control their heart function. I can start and stop. Your heart with arrhythmias now let's think about the Travis Scott concert
1: yeah
2: so so in the Travis Scott concert they they basically what they did was you had to be vaccinated it was a yep. young it was a young person. And mm-hmm. they, so going to these, right, these are young, healthy people, but they were all vaccinated. They walked through this creepy tunnel where they had, you know, this open skull mouth and they had it, all this photon, these, these strobe lights, right? Because yeah. that's one of the ways you can trigger things in optogenetics is strobe light. Sure. And then they go into the, the 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 music and there's all these different wavelengths and you can have, you know, As wavelengths, right. you know, they can, yeah, who knows what was going on. And a wavelength can be buried. Don't think that they all just blend together. A wavelength can be buried. That's, Royal Rife showed that. So anyway, right. at the end of the day, what happened about 14 or 15 people dropped. It was, not, it was not like a crush before they dropped. The crush happened after they dropped and they couldn't do CPR. But one guy, so I tried to look at all the firsthand experiences. And what's the number one reason that young people before COVID, before all this nonsense would die suddenly like that? It would be a sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Well, now and that and by the way, that started when we that really picked up in 2000. Before 2000, young people weren't dropping over with much in the way of arrhythmia. We didn't see that when I was in medical school in the 70s. But in the by the 90s, we were doing these flu shots. And that's when a lot of bad things started. And um, so whatever, I can't prove that, but I'm just saying that there's, I can tell you from the FIFA data with uh, soccer players, that's when the big change happened is the year 2000, the death on the field from cardiac went way up. It was almost negligible from 1899 to 1999 and 2000. Boom. You had three to 10 deaths a year and it was mostly cardiac. So somebody should team. have been looking at that.
1: Do we know what, what might have changed in that time period? That well, that's what I'm changed?
2: saying. What could have changed? These are the same healthy people that played soccer in yeah. 1980, but now they're getting all those vaccines, including the flu vaccine. That was the big push. The kids in the 1990s were the first group that really started getting all these vaccines. And and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say I think the most toxic was probably the flu vaccine. But anyway, I, I was gonna
1: say, and I don't know your thoughts on this. I think we've touched on it a little bit before. But I I read that in 2018 they started putting uh, graphene oxide into the flu vaccines.
2: Well, and that could be true. But that's this problem started even before that. And my question is, see. From eighteen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine, it was zero to three deaths, right. and it was mostly lightning strikes. I can't believe that, but I looked this up. I looked at all the, I looked at every death from eighteen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. It was mostly lightning strike. Apparently, right. for soccer players, that's not don't when it's cloudy, get out of there. But they, but they were also like wide were, open field. They were the tall right, thing there, yeah. And <laughs> and they would and or they'd hit each other. It'd be a collision or the goalpost right. fell over on a couple people. I think there were less than three cardiac deaths in one hundred and ten years. Okay, crazy. But, But suddenly in 2000, it went from zero to three to three to 10. And they were mostly cardiac now. And then in the year of 2021, the vaccine, it was 27 deaths that year. So that's another order of magnitude up. Now, my point is, where are all the epidemiologists? Where are all the smart guys in the universities? Where are the sports medicine doctors? Why are they not looking at that? Why did they just ignore that? You know, I'm not this is not my field. And it was easy to find that down in about 10 minutes. So they. Should have been. They should have. Somebody should have picked up on that, and I think somebody probably did and kept it quiet. But the point about the the Travis Scott concert is when these guys fell over, it was probably from a cardiac, you know, event. It sounded like it. And there was one guy I know that survived. There might have been more, but I can only find one. And he said it felt like my heart stopped.
1: Yeah, right. I read that.
2: Yeah. So I think I think we're looking at an optogenetic trial right there, and. Uh, it's scary. scary They can and, and they can control, they admit in this le- literature, you read the literature on optogenetics and they say they can, they can change heart rhythm and change brain function using very precise spatiotemporal control. In other words, it's it, they can change this part of your brain and they might change your optics or not. You they know, I mean, were doing that
1: research like in world war two and they had really, really specific uh, wavelength targeting. Like right. They, but they, now
2: that, they, and that this is now, the, this is the reason they call this, this is the advanced level of optogenetics where they're actually making the hi, they hybridized options from bacteria and mammals to make this work even better. Because see, we have wavelength sensitive things, yeah. but, but we're not very, ours are what they think of as kinetically sluggish, meaning they're slow to react and they don't have a lot, but bacterial options are really very quick. So they hybridized. This is what modern science gave them that we didn't have in World War II. Though. They hybridized those op-s and those opsins from bacteria with mammals, and then they put them in mice and showed that they could have all these effects. They can, it's so precise they can map the heart using this with by making little arrhythmias around the heart. They can map the heart, but map that, the electrical system of right. the heart. Yeah, it's scary. Thank and then you me. and I were talking about a version of this is probably what happened to those israelis that were protesting the government back in yeah. during covid and yeah. they fell on the ground had smoke coming out their nose and they and the government, you know, it's true. When the government has to lie about it, they claim that they had a hit of a this this thing into their skull, a smoke bomb. No, 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 that wouldn't have done that. You would have been missing half your skull, and you would have had blood and brains all over the floor. Not to be too graphic, I mean, you don't you don't put something this big into a skull and not have any blood on the floor. All they had was just they were writhing and they had smoke coming out their nose. Yeah, no, yeah. that doesn't add so, up at all.
1: That's that's really scary. So, what what do we th- are there any Anyways we can yeah. And how do we protect yourself from these
2: things? That that's a, (laughs) Well Some of this I think you can you can help. You can mitigate your electromagnetic field around you. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, I don't just wear a stone around my neck because somebody tells me it works. I've looked I have I I use it's on my website, I've got a little link, and I use EMF Sol because for me they have bioassay proof that this works. Like they can show you one of the things that electromagnetic fields do is They open up your calcium channels, your voltage gated ion channel, and you you can measure the intercellular calcium in cells and see it go up. If you put, if you put tissue by a a router, routers are the worst in your house. So I wouldn't be by a router. I'd try and keep certain things away from you. And the router and your cell phone are probably your two biggest ones in the house. And, but the, but you can't, even like I, my house is hardwired. Even if you got rid of everything in your house, it would be coming in from the outside. So you can't sure. completely escape it. So you've got to mitigate it. And yeah. the people from EMFsol have shown through bioassays that, that when they use their mitigation stuff, this um, yeah, there it is on, from my website, this, this, they can put the, 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 this, the, the router right on this cell count, but the cells don't have, the calcium doesn't come out because they put their, their, their stuff, which is proprietary, but they put their stuff around the, the, the cell culture and it keeps that from happening. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so I do that and there, and you can put it, you can mitigate your whole house. You can, you can spend as much or as little as you want on this. You can, but you should at least mitigate where you spend your time. So your bedroom is where most people spend most consistent hours. So mm-hmm. they, you know, put, they have stuff and, and they have stuff to put under your, under your mattress. You can, yeah. you, you can do, I, yeah. I'm and those. you can, and you can actually, you know, and I wear something on my wrist. I put it under the mattress and I've got these things when I travel, like just simple things. I don't ever let them put me on the top floor of a hotel. Cause that's right where the 5g tower is. Yeah. We, we have the a, same thing. Yeah, You do the same thing. Yeah. Same so thing. stay down a few floors or at least one floor down. Yeah, And I, and then I have these things that, that, that I got from them that you can plug into the, they, they look like plug-ins. The plugs tend to break and I just put them on the counter, but I put one by my bed and one in the bathroom. So, they're kind of making a field effect in the room now. And I just don't have a problem when I'm traveling as much. Now, I do other things, but I will tell you, people say, well, how could a little watch like thing on your wrist make a difference? And the answer is the inverse square law. In other words, radiation of all sorts, mm. it, it goes down. The effect goes down by the square of the distance. So the, mm. even taking one step away from like when I was in orthopedics, I noticed for the very first time I was doing some case and I was getting all this. The, the, my electro my, my the first time I had my Geiger counter kind of the on my scrubs started having a positive reading i 'd been twenty years i 'd had a positive reading, and suddenly i 'm getting a positive reading with this because we 're using more fluoroscopy and I just started okay i 've got to take a step back so i was I was using the pedal myself i wouldn 't let the x ray text use it, and i just i just when I went to shoot, I would just take one step away from the from the device. Hit it with my foot then, and it went down to zero, so distance is your friend, so the effect of something small close to you is much more powerful it'll even it'll even you know that that big old tower it's, looks huge, but it's away from you so right. that's, that's why they have to have by the way that 's why they have to have five g doesn 't travel very far that 's why they have to have have things all over you now one of the things too is plants around your house. Yeah. You know, the 5G doesn't go through plants. That's why the you know, that's why spell spethelium.
1: heliums are like one of the best uh absorbers of the which, which kind of plant? Uh they're the like little white like they have like little white lily looking things in them. They're called the peace lilies. But oh the- peace
2: oh, lily. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. I'll get one. I have I have all sorts of plants in the house that yeah. I like plants. But but even outside, is
1: their like you know formal name or whatever but you' yeah. know,
2: put put bushes around your house I mean mm-hmm. trees between you and the and the tower kind of thing uh my friend who's an electrical engineer I drilled by his house the other day and they the, in, the, in the county we only in my county we only have two five g towers at this point which we shouldn't have anybody and i i do like i do have some sympathy with the blade runners in in England that're cutting these things down but anyway the 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 um not that I've actually, violence but I got to say, if it's it's, it's going to save humanity, it might be worth it. Anyway, but I noticed I drove by his house and they had put a tower right, right. in the the farmer's field behind his house. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, not very far. It's just, you know, within a hundred yards of his house is this huge tower. And there's that. you got to stop that. That is terrible. Yeah, that is because, And it's not. And and I, again, I had an electrical engineer. Oh, I was going to say, so my friend Perry just, he, he just grew he grew plants all around his house. You can't even see his house now. It's surrounded okay. with greenery. I said, oh, he's done his research, <laughs> you know. But um, so, so that was in uh, Novi, Michigan. And But I can tell you, Blair, Nebraska has done this. There's other places that are doing this, and it's all over. And I'm going to tell you, you need to stop this. You need to go to your city and say, do not and do this.
1: They're doing it with, like, trees, like palm trees. They're putting right. a... Well,
2: palm trees is one thing, but they're not supplying your water. Here's the problem. Right. Um, and, and I have a, why is this a problem? It's not about, I had again, electrical engineer on TV argued with me and he said, well, that's not going to do anything. There's no field down at the base and there's, that won't penetrate the metal, uh, the metal, um, stanchion. And I Mm -hmm. said, it's not about penetration. It's about resonance. And then I told him, I said, the problem is it resonates with a certain frequency and we, you and I are made of water. When that water has a bad frequency, it's becoming in, it'll keep that. It'll keep that memory of that frequency. So like I have a picture of the tortoise shell and, and, and next to it, you know, cymatic plates that you can put, you can put salt on a, on a plate that resonates at a certain frequency. And they show this one as a 1061 Hertz frequency and it's resonating. And then right next to it they show and they show it makes a beautiful pattern now some will be disorganized patterns and those are the frequencies you don't want to be around right but when you have this nice frequency and then it shows next to it a tortoise and the there it is the tortoise shell look at that so look at the bottom of the left side there and it's 1061 frequencies it looks just like the pattern on this tortoise shell so we are biologic creatures that we we in we use these frequencies as in the creation of our physical reality of our bodies. Yeah. And here's a tortoise that has incorporated a 1061 frequency into his shell that tells you what's going on. And there, and that's why the Rockefellers want to change the music because they're right. damaging our water. And we are, and that's one thing I will say people. Um, I was down at the Brian Artist um, uh, healing for the ages convention. And one of the things he said is he said, or it wasn't him, but one of the guys, other guys on the panel said, if there's one thing you have to do right now, it's control your water. Right. In other yeah. words, uh, I, again, you know, years ago, and, and this is a little off, uh, a little out there, but we're going to hit the woo world maybe a little bit with this but I heard this from a friend that was in the music industry and he was saying, yeah, they use witches to um, cast hexes on, on music coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Okay. I know it sounds crazy, but it's kind of that. That is that's something you could do with water. Mm -hmm. I think you can do it with witches too. But at least you can do it with water. You can when you change that water, it remembers this resonance, Mm -hmm. and that's why even the copper or not copper, even the pipes. You know when you pump when you pump water into the standard u.s house it it hits all these 90 degree bends and it does all that's bad for the water it's bad for the energetics of the water and that's why they talk about energizing your water a simple thing to do is take your water you know use filtered water distilled water and um or i I think that's an and or or i i don't distill my water but i there is some argument for that Mm -hmm. i took these little black glass beads like you would do uh oh like ikebana flower arrangement you know and you right. have these in a thing and i filled a like a, a liter pop soda bottle plastic soda uh-huh. bottle i cut off the bottom i put yeah. a a copper little screen mesh at the you bottom you
1: made like a,
2: a filter yeah you go or you can yeah. do you can do cheesecloth but but i used cheesecloth for a long time and then when i had some copper mesh i just put some fine copper filter mesh down at the bottom put these beads in there i threw some silver dimes in there Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to have the silver effect. And then when I get the water, I just use it to, I pour the water, my, my filtered water into my glass that way. And it, what it does, that water, this is the work of, um, uh, Schallen, schallenberger I think Schollenberg, the, the, he talks about recreating nature. And so the water actually goes around those balls and it does the little vorticular motion that it would do going over rocks and stuff in a native stream. And that's how you energize your water. Interesting. So
1: yeah. does it still filter out like really small things like fluoride?
2: Well, no, that's how you start with filtered water. You filter yeah. the water out first. Yeah. Fluoride. Again, there's a toxin that we need to them to stop, but I can't get my own city to stop it. Yeah, there's other things to do. I mean, again, live with a sun cycle. Eat right, right, don't toxify yourself. And one of the things to get rid of toxins, which I can't tell people to use because I don't want to go to jail, but I use it every day myself, is chlorine dioxide, <laughs> which is the universal antitoxin. And it will neutralize fluoride in your bath water, for example. I'd love to take a hot bath, especially in the winter. But we do it. I'm going to tell you my here. I just I'll tell you my upshot here. My husband and I have we have a big bathtub and we'll sit in mm-hmm. there. We'll put we'll put this solution of chlorine dioxide in the bathtub. I have a whole protocol on my website how I do it. Mm mm-hmm. He's had a wart for 30 years, 20 years. And he said, We tried everything. When I first met him, we tried wart medicine. We tried the aspirin. We had tried the duct tape. Anybody come out there, you tell me, we've already done it. We've done everything we could do. And, but, but a couple months of taking these baths, his wart's gone. I had a basal cell carcinoma and it's, and I was kept saying, I got, I know that's a basal cell. I got to go see a dermatologist and have him do something. But you know, I've been sitting there in the tub. And now I, what I do is before I pour the stuff into the tub, I take a little on my finger and I just rub it on that. And it's, it's almost gone now. Okay. And the other one is I've had, I had a fungus toenail from when I was in medical school, swimming every day at lunch at the university. And that's where you get these things in the gym. I had this toenail and it was this ugly yellow toenail. And I always just, you know, and I, I could kind of, by keeping it dry and not, it wasn't spreading, it wasn't getting worse. It was slowly bigger over the years, but I hated it. And it would sometimes itch and all that kind of stuff. Well, I had a, I had a, a dermatologist tell me, you know, you can take this toxic stuff for your liver, but basically I, you know, it's just one toenail. I wouldn't risk, I wouldn't do it. The Lamisil, but anyway, And I I think I did take it for a while, but it didn't solve it even just toxified my liver probably. But then he said, when you die in your coffin, you're going to look at that toenail being fungus. That's what he told me. Now, I was like 30 years old at the time. Well, now I'm 71 and I've gotten rid of it. And how I did it was same thing. I've been in the bathtub and then I I would take, I have a whole routine now. I, I take a little bit and put on my ear and then I take a dropper of the chlorine dioxide and I clean my toenail. And then I drop it directly into with a little DMSO and I drop it directly into my toenail, even without the DMSO, it was making it better, but that seems to have pushed it over. I drop it right between the toenail and the underlying skin. And I'm going to let it sit there out of the, I put my foot up on the side of the tub for about five minutes for it. has gone.
1: That's crazy. I'm telling you, this stuff really works.
2: That's amazing.
1: Okay. And, yet, so- and,
2: and, and people people have a hard time believing this because, you know, I used to always tell people, if you have a disease, find a doctor that's got your disease because they they've they tried everything and they know everything there is to know. Right. But the problem is most of them are listening to mainstream medicine right. and they're just not awake. They've been bought off. They're not paying yeah. attention. This is oh. not rock. A lot of this is not rocket scientists. Um, so but I think I think that we're going to we have to take on the electromagnetic war at some point against us. And it doesn't mean you have to get rid of your cell phone, but it means that we have to understand that cellular radiation is damaging us and there's got to be a way. Well, so I my think- friend, my friend that does the EMF saw, he believes that he can actually mitigate the towers. Wow. He thinks he can put this stuff on. He's, okay. he studied, I mean, he's got scientists and a bunch of people backing him up and they've, they've been studying this. He thinks they can mitigate the towers if they could find a tele telecommunications company that wants to do it. But I'm not sure that's where they get their money. You know, right. <laughs> they're, they're deep into this because there are only two industries that cannot be sued for medical problems the vaccine industry and the telecommunications industry right
1: i don't think that's a coincidence Why? Well, i mean why can't they be sued the telecommunications what do, why wouldn't they be able to
2: be sued for health problems that's oh ridiculous. yeah if right? you don't right? want to look in your 5g you can sue but not the, not the not the medical
1: yeah that's that's it's odd though right like why would there doesn't seem to be a correlation unless there is yeah um But um, yeah, no, I I definitely think that would be
2: uh, something that should be looked into for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, so I went on and on, but that's, that's all I know about this. But that's, that's, that's been two years of this accumulation of every time I turn around. Oh, this is what I was going to say.
1: This was going to say. So with the, uh, because you were talking about the canon's law. And so I think that's the other thing is that, you know, because you were saying, like, you don't necessarily have to get rid of your cell phone. But I think it's what I think would be great if we could stop is this, like, very uh, quick acceleration uh, of the boom of tech, you know, kind of overnight. Like, that. that is the thing that happened in 2020 is, you know, all these towers went
2: up overnight. Um, We saw a lot of that. And it's a different technology. Keep in mind right. that, that the second, third generation, and even fourth generation, it's it's still not good for us, but it's mm-hmm. a nice, gentle cloud. In other words, your body can adapt to it. We had right. think about we had I think it was H1N1 that came out exactly the time that first people carried around cell phones. Yep. So it's it's like there's a cloud of electromagnetic frequencies that you're living in, but that's not how 5G works. 5G is like a constant zapping. It kind of seeks out phones. It seeks out towers, but it's so quick at giving you pulses that it's not steady. It's, it's a constant intermittent pulse, which is much worse, much worse. Oh, yeah. So oh, this God. is, that's, that's why this is a bigger deal than just accepting, you know, go back into a, a, a Lord. We, and by the way, why do we, why do they say we need it? They say we need it for data transfer. It, it can't, it's not going to make your phone appreciably faster. What it's going to do is able to, connect you and all the things around you in the internet of things. That's what they need it for. That that's totally robotics. Probably.
1: That makes perfect sense because I have not noticed that my, yeah, it has not gotten better not improved. And in fact, in places where they boast about having such great five G is some of the worst cell reception.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. I think, I think that people need to realize too, is that they are, they're, they're struggling at keeping their weight down if you here's a here's a i think it was was it is it bhutar no it's the name of the country starts i want to say it starts with a b it's one of those in the himalayas one of the bhutan is bhutan in the himalayas i think it's something like that it's either i don't think it's nepal but it's a country in the himalayas that was right. non-electrified until the 1990s okay right. and they and they were healthy people right now they didn't they didn't change their native diet they didn't change their customs overnight but they got a new government in the 90s and they in this country. And I'll, I'll, I'll find which country that was. I wish I could remember it. But I hadn't thought about this until just now. But they, yeah. they overnight, the, the, the government decided they're going to electrify the country. And overnight, they, they electrified this little country. And it had the highest rate of diabetes in the world. Suddenly, overnight, everybody got diabetes. That's okay? crazy. Because that's what it does. And I'm going to say... Everybody on those treadmills and those hateful aerobic machines in the gym, mm-hmm. you're doing that to fight against what's happening to you electromagnetically, ultimately, right? You're not efficient at, 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 at metabolism. And that mm-hmm. is the problem here that they're not going to take away, except if they really mitigate these signals, they got to break up these frequencies. So they're not damaging our metabolism. And that would, that would be a huge benefit to the health of the world.
1: Yeah, it would. And I I'm wondering, I mean just because it's a uh, it regulates the metabolism, if and we're seeing such an increase in thyroid issues, do you think that it has any kind well, of Well,
2: I think the thyroid issue is mostly because suddenly after World War II, we stopped using iodine to stabilize wheat and we started mm-hmm. using bromine and then convinced everybody you should eat a high wheat diet. It's it was okay. some you know, we didn't eat that in, in that much wheat before world right. war two and suddenly it's in everything that they, they're putting well, in the, and we
1: didn't have glyphosate in it the way that it does right. and there's also that
2: but yeah. but the iodine the bromine is toxic to your to your thyroid it it inhibits your ability to get iodine uptake and inhibits your thyroid uh for functioning sure sure yeah so, all right uh, well i, I well that was- I heard quite a bit thank you <laughs> yeah yeah so there was my Next time I'm going to let you talk because I've talked out now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we got it. We're gonna because this was just my specialty this time in the sense that I have been thinking and working about this for a couple years. I didn't believe it, you know. I didn't. I'm one of these people too that had a hard time believing it was this big a deal. Uh, But when COVID started, and I had nothing to do but sit around and read, I found this stuff. And anybody says there's not literature on this, there's tons of research. There's tons of it, you know. Yeah, Uh, it's not. It's not. They're just covering it up.
1: No, they're definitely covering it up. I think I mean, they definitely don't want people to find the uh, the virology lie because then the whole the whole business model would crumble, honestly. And then the the fear porn would not work. And if you wouldn't have we'd escape the Truman show. We would, exactly. But it's a it's a really, really hard one for people to wrap their heads around, though.
2: Well, and remember what uh, Ed Harris in the Truman, he's the director of the Truman Show in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he said at, at the end when Truman finds the door and he's ready to escape the show he, and he's about to take a bow. And the, the people up in the room are just going crazy. The control room, they're saying, what's going to happen? I mean, can he do this? And then and, and Ed Harris just calmly says, you know, he's always been able to leave. He just didn't know he could. Now, right. that's our situation right now. We can leave this, but we mm-hmm. have to stand together and realize what, you know, they only had one guy to control, and 30 guys okay. in the control room could not keep him from escaping that island. We have 8.5 billion in the show and maybe 300 in the control room. I think I see a way out of this.
1: I hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. That That's very optimistic. I, li- I like looking at it that way. Yeah, no,
2: I, I and that's why they're, that's why they got to have wars and all this stuff going on because, yeah. Because they just don't want us to leave they, yeah. the, the jig's about up we've been in this for thousands of years and the truth is coming out and they can't stop it and we're this is this is their last gasp
1: right well you uh, one other the thing that really struck me was when you were talking about the uh like you know chicken pox and uh, you know it's a rash and that that's a way of expelling toxins you know for me my you know the story is that it was congenital rubella which is what Lenka did his research on it was on German measles um, and that's the other name for it and my dad was very sick but his symptoms were totally different uh, than my mom's like he you know he had a very high fever he had more like what we would call like a bad flu like symptoms. And my mom just had a rash like on her upper chest, like a very so mild what toxin.
2: Did you get in the house around those days? See that's it no wasn't around. <laughs> right. Right. You were not. Yeah. But the question is what, what could have again now remember they, this same thing happened with polio. I mean, they've been trying to convince us forever that polio is a virus. But it turns out it's looking in more and more. And I think I believe this, that it's actually, you know, if they always change the story to fit their circumstance, but not to be consistent with what they're telling you. They're telling you that we get the flu because, oh, we're all huddled together in the winter, breathing on each other in these closed up spaces. But then why does polio come around in the summer? Polio, you know, I had a I had a friend that was a surgeon. He remembered that his mother. This is where we got um, mahjong. You know, because I like to play Mahjong and it's this it's the so-called Jewish Mahjong because the New York Jewish women go, go to the Poconos in the summer and they would take their kids. Apparently, this is what he told me in his story. He was one of these kids that got drugged to the Poconos so that they could get out of the su- city in the summer when polio right. came around. Why yeah. did it come in the summer? Well, the reason is because they were spraying for insects and the insecticides used back then were, mm. um were neurotoxins that's how that's what many insecticides are neurotoxins well what do we know about polio it's actually all we know is that it it damages the anterior horn cells of the spinal cord and gives you motor deficits that's the problem right. and right. so now the only polio in the world is where their gates was given these vaccines right right So it's a toxin a lot of things they've been poisoning us you know the first thing that Hippocrates said is don't one of the very first precepts is don't poison anybody and don't let anybody pay you to poison somebody because he knew that was going on. We're great poisoners and they, this whole, this whole cabal that's ruling this world and and, and running the Truman show, they're poisoners. They right. can't they can't create life like God they can't create new 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 life that's going around floating in the air making us sick but they can poison us and they can tell us that we're breathing on each other these little these little germs are making us sick it's just not the way it works
1: right well and that also doesn't change our frequency because we're social beings and one of the most healing Absolutely. things is for us to have community and be around loved ones so i i think that's one of the reasons uh, outside of the the spiritual connection to a higher power. I actually think one of the reasons prayer works is you could prove it with you know quantum physics is just that all of that directed energy being pointed you know towards something, um, right? You know, and that's
2: that's what Doctor showed with the yeah. water, the yeah. water studies. You know, and um, I, I I think if we could get a hold of her, I would love to have that lady. Um, she's from New Zealand, or. I think she's Australia or New Zealand, and she's the one that kind of did Emoto's work, but but did it in a different way. And she like put a number four on a piece of paper, put it over the
1: yes, and she I and she showed it. the
2: crystals, showed the number four. Or one of them was she was as she was walking to whatever she did to freeze the water, she mm-hmm. was carrying this this petri dish, and she said, I heard her say on another podcast, she was with somebody. She said, I was concerned that my hands, the warmth of my hand, or whatever, might change things because she was doing it. And when she got the the, the sample out, the frozen sample, it looked like her hand. It just looked like a skeletal hand. It's really creepy.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah. I'd
2: love to have her on because you're right. That's, we are, when we, that's why I, I, and I tell people, you know, people that don't think praying over your food matters. If you, what Emoto showed was if you express gratitude to the water and love, it actually (laughs) has makes great crystals if you yell at it and tell it you hate it and do all these bad things it makes bad crystals but see if we're 80 percent water what does bad what does depression and and sadness and hatred do to us exactly personally yeah this is the actual if people want science and they don't want woo woo you know uh aesthetics and religion this is where science and religion and aesthetic all come together I, they converge. I think so. Yes, that's exactly where it comes together in water. Water is the magic juice of life, and and and, and we're just learning what it's about. And by the way, that's why Luc Montagnier, who's a Nobel laureate, and yes, yeah. you know, and Jacques who was a famous scientist. had a four thousand square foot office in a or lab in in a, I think I can't remember the university, but a university in France. Right. As soon as they talked about water memory and, and the and the electromagnetic signature that bioactive molecules left in water, they were just, you know, kind of like me talking about mass became the village idiot. And they right. they could not get funded. I mean, I don't know. but I don't think Montagnier cared, but but Jacques Benveniste went from that 4000 square foot lab into a trailer on the back lot.
1: <laughs> you yeah, know?
2: they don't want us to know about this. This is key to the whole thing. The water, yeah. the water, how the water is your life, and how you can change it for the good or bad with, with, with energy, including your own psychic energy.
1: Totally. Well, that's why the thoughts have so much power. It's probably because they're impacting the the structure of your water that's yeah. inside you, which is what like the eighty five percent of us are water. Right.
2: Uh, and and again, so people, you know, it's funny. Uh, Christians believe in the miracles of Christ, but they don't believe that Satan can do these things too, that the satanic rituals work. Right. They think that's all, that's, no, that doesn't, that's just creepy stuff. That doesn't work. Well, why do they think they, you don't think they stopped doing their rituals when we were locked down, right? Right. They shut down singing in church. Do you think they quit chanting whatever they do? I, I mean, don't think so. I, I think don't think so. Of, yeah. No. I mean, I I, was, I know it sounds crazy, but I was at the, I was at Bard Fest and there were witches that, that showed up to do stuff to cast spells at this this festival
1: what? yeah well there's a whole trend and that this might maybe we'll save this for another show but there, there's a whole trend of like a surge of uh witches right now and it, it's like circulating on tiktok like it's becoming very very trendy and popular um,
2: well and look but, at all the i mean that, yeah that's a whole other thing but look at all the, the the halftime shows all the all the. Yeah. I mean that's that's being pushed yeah. out into the forefront, but I just mean
1: in like pop culture, like with the right. You know, it, it's really it's not just. I mean, I think they were always doing that much more subliminally, and right. now they're, they're not hiding it now. Overt, right, they're not hiding it. It's now in your face. It's more overt. But there's also just like everyday people who are like buying into this, and they're becoming like oh, open witches.
2: You know, this right. like well, because there is power in, in, in using this kind of energy. Sure. But right. What are you going to use it for? You know, right. An any,
1: any kind of, any great power could be good or it could be used for bad. Yeah. You well, know, It's
2: like, I just learned and I didn't know this, but you know, when you start there, there are these ancient texts, for example, of demonology. Mm-hmm. And, and when um I think it's, uh, you know, Fritz Springhauer has written a book uh, with one of the victims of, of monarch mind control. And he talks about how, conjuring demons is part of the programming for these people and one of the and he had a whole list in the back of his book about demons and one of them is asclepius asclepius is who we think of as the god of medicine but i'm not surprised i'm not surprised
1: well the sorcery yeah pharmakia is sorcery so yeah it's it's all all there all right well i guess
2: we'll we'll wrap it up for
1: this one Uh, but uh that thank you that was great information a little bit
2: scary that's why we're Um, dangerous we say things that uh are gonna we'll we'll see who resonates with this one so yeah and do we have a plan for next week i don't know if we have a plan for next week but we'll be back at five o'clock mondays anyway
1: yes we'll be back uh yeah i guess we'll have to think about it what we should do for next week well we'll end this one and then you and i will
2: well, oh, maybe and people could put down. Don't we have comments? That people yeah, we do. If people, if people want to have I mean, suggestions, we're always open to suggestions of things that we can deep dive on. Totally. Um, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll so go for this it. This is what we do. So, all right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, till, till next
1: time. Thank you. Next time.
0: The show you just heard is entitled 10 Methods of Energy Warfare on Dr. Merritt's Rumble Station, the Medical Rebel. You can get to Dr. Merritt at Dr. Lee Merritt, all one word, Dr. Lee Merritt.com. That is her website, and it has a treasure of information. As I said in the introduction, Shungite is invaluable in the war for good health, including, including the health on our, the health from the electromagnetic systems and technology. You can listen to the weekly Shungite Reality Show every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time on CosmicReality.com The website also provides links to archives, podcasts, the Shungite Reality Book, and Mystical Wares with its huge selection of Shungite and Shungite energy devices. That's MysticalWares.com I so appreciate you listening to us and supporting us and I can't tell you how important it is to really get yourself some shungite actually get yourself a lot of shungite and and, you know there's research on the the mystical wares website that will tell you so much prove everything I'm telling you is true it's just and it's a gift from the gods it's a gift from Gaia it's a cosmic material that only is found in one place it's truly magical as we like to say it's infinite power in a finite object appreciate y'all be safe you have been listening to radio 5g a production of cosmicreality.com thank you for listening